0: Thank you for listening. This is Israel Rebound, a podcast joining listeners in Nebraska and elsewhere to Israel, exploring the ties that bind us through culture, identity, and current events. I'm Alan Potash, currently in Palm Springs, California, and I'm joined with my co-host, Liz Felstern in Jerusalem. Liz, how are you today?
1: I am swell. How are you?
0: I'm great. I have some um, positive news about the podcast. We're getting more and more listeners or more and more downloaders each week. And I think part of that is due to the creativity that we bring to the conversation about Israel. And the past couple of podcasts, we've really touched on a topic that I think people are very interested in. And that's how film and TV impact um, social change. So have you done any learning this past uh, week on topics that we can talk about?
1: I have a little bit, actually, you know, You and I sort of know anecdotally that television can change our perceptions and, and how we think, and um, we're not we're certainly not the first ones to say it. But I was curious, you know, what what kind of research is out there about Israeli television, and um, so I looked into it a little bit. And actually, there was a very recent study that was done by the Jewish People Policy Institute just a couple of months ago on this very topic of um, whether Israeli television um, influences or changes people's perceptions of Israel. Do you wanna hear what they found?
0: Yes, I would because I really like and respect the Jewish People Policy Institute. I often quote or reference some of their research in my regular updates. So I'm excited to hear what they have to say. So what did you learn?
1: So I learned, according to this study, that basically the answer is yes. Uh, Television about Israel, that's it. Yes, we're done. Um, Israeli television does, in fact, change people's perceptions about Israel in a positive way. Um, And they found this to be true for both Jewish and non-Jewish audiences. And they found this to be true for people who said that prior to watching the show, they had they already had positive views of of Israel or they didn't particularly have views about Israel one way or the other. The the a bigger difference was made amongst the people who already had positive views. Right. So if you liked Israel before, after you finished watching Fauda, now you love Israel. Um, And One of the pieces that I found most interesting about this study was not just that it was done and not just what the results were, but who was looking at the results. Because actually, the results of this study were brought to fairly high government officials in Israel who sat together with industry leaders to discuss these results. And what does it mean that, you know, television has a sort of soft power in terms of, Changing people's perceptions of Israel and whether this is a vehicle that they ought to be using going forward, um, and I don't know exactly, you know, where that discussion will go. Whether this means the government is now backing certain television shows or not, but the the idea that they would have a discussion about it, I think, is is very interesting.
0: So it it doesn't surprise me that they'd have a conversation about it because we know that there's been a lot of criticism on Israel not being able to market or discuss or promote the positives, uh, positive image of Israel. And it's always been a challenge for us in the uh, diaspora to find good PR pieces about Israel. So I have two questions. One, Mm -hmm. did they cite certain TV shows or movies that had a better response versus others that didn't have such a good response? And and two, is there an outcome from the government conversation about this?
1: So I'm I don't know anything about a, a government a outcome of the conversation. I do know that since this study was just done a couple of months ago, I think it came out in November of 2021. So they were looking at very recent television shows that um that foreign audiences watched. So specifically, they were talking about Fauda and they were talking about Prisoners of War. And Hebrew Khatufi. So those were the two theories that I think they were specifically relating to. I really liked one of the quotes from the president of the Jewish People Policy Institute, Yadidia Stern, who said that um, we know images create reality and right now it looks from the outside like Israel is a country that has only one problem. But we know that this is not the reality and here, meaning during through the television shows, we have an expression of the importance of the shows, which depicts Israel as a living, vibrant, and functioning society. So I think that concept, right, that um, people might think one thing about Israel or think that Israel is one thing, but when they see it in television format and it complicates the story, that that allows them to, I don't know, somehow maybe relate more. And certainly we now know from this study to improve their perceptions.
0: So I think that's really important because I find... I'm finding more challenges today, and especially last week with Amnesty International's comments about Israel not being favorable, that more and more PR, marketing, TV, film, whatever, helps people understand what Israel is and how Israel acts acts as a country. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the the findings are critical.
1: Yeah. I mean, the television shows uh, in general also, I think, certainly highlight how much of a free and democratic country Israel is, right? Shows are produced and allowed to be shared broadly, even when they are critical of certain parts of Israeli society, government, et cetera. Um, and so I think that that message is one which Western audiences in particular also respond to, right? That kind of freedom of expression and, and creativity.
0: Yeah. I don't want to dwell too much on <clears throat> On the world perception of Israel, but it does change all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've frequently used um, the Olympics or sporting events as a way of helping people understand just the unique nature of, of Israel. But I think TV and film in general has the opportunity to tell the story in a very different way than current, you know, day to day news does. And I'm I'm so excited that we've picked this topic and I hope that we can continue looking at pieces. Uh, Any mainstream or any feedback that you found other than the government response, any critiques of the different shows that we've been talking about, anything else out there that you've picked up on? Uh,
1: Nothing in particular. I think, were you telling me that you read something about one of the film schools in Israel?
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up a little in a little bit, but I just read today in the times of Israel that the, um, uh, that Netflix is going to support uh, a new project at the Sam Spiegel Film School in Jerusalem, and it's called the Inaugural Series Lab Program, uh, where it provides resources for um, future producers, writers, creativity people. Here's a quote from the Times of Israel. Series Labs is open to writers and producers who have already demonstrated their creative potential, including those who may work in other languages, including Arabic, Amharic, Russian, Yiddish, and Hebrew. Uh, The idea is, you know, Netflix has realized that Israel is a content creator and a a good source of popular programming. So I believe that that's kind of the investment that I see here that they're trying to create. Um, I, look, it! I'm very excited. Neat. I'm excited by it.
1: Yeah, very nice. That uh, that particular film school, that Sam Spiegel Film School, is uh, in Jerusalem, as you said. It's actually right in Tel Pio, right around the corner from me. I am um, so uh, so. I've been there. We've been to see outdoor films there, and uh, we're glad to have it in the neighborhood. And especially now, if we know they're working with Netflix and uh, you know, promoting young filmmakers. That's very exciting.
0: So I, I think some of the work that we're doing on this topic, we should be able to chart over the course of time, whether or not there's really an impact that the series are having on social change. I know it takes a long time for that to happen, but I think that with the increase of, of shows that are being produced in Israel, being created in Israel and showing Uh, around the world, that the perception of Israel, I believe, will be enhanced um, in time. Our responsibility, if we continue to talk about it, we'll see if we can measure the impact. I hope we can.
1: Um, Yeah, or at the very least, point people in the direction of shows worth watching.
0: I think one of the next things we might want to talk about is food and movies and TV series are there certain food items people like to eat while they're watching these um, shows? Just that came straight out of my mind, you know, right now, maybe there's another way we can add uh, content to what we're trying to produce here.
1: Well, in case anybody's wondering the, you know, popcorn being sort of the staple food that goes with films, that's true in Israel as well. We don't have some other like weird, you know, Pop chickpeas or something that we eat with, with movies. It's it's popcorn here too.
0: It used to be sunflower seeds, and I remember sitting in in movie theaters, um, people spitting out their sunflower. Well, sunflower, seeds,
1: sunflower seeds. Oh man, they're they're everywhere. Sporting events still, yes, the floor is littered with the shells, and even I've been in some places in hotels with you know crowds that I think have different I guess standards of a uh, public cleanliness and behavior than mine but um, you know even in hotels where like after Shabbat afternoon of many people sitting in the lobby eating seeds all afternoon like the whole floor of the lobby is sort of a thick carpet of sunflower shells um, sunflower seed shells so it, that's so popular
0: I think one of the interesting things about what I've seen over the years is many many movie theaters are also restaurants where they're serving food full meals during the movies, and you set up your menu in advance, and somebody comes and serves you food during. Uh, the movie. I have
1: never seen that except for that one theater in Omaha in Midtown that did that. That is the only place that I've ever heard of that. You've seen it other places.
0: It, I saw it quite a bit in Austin. You yeah, know, I think it was the Alamo Draft House. Right, right. Have so, you done
1: it? Did you, you like it? it? Because I did it one time and I can't say I really enjoyed it. I couldn't see my food.
0: Couldn't see your food. I remember eating pizza uh, during watching a movie. P- pizza and beer. It's a good combination. <laughs> I don't know what was better, the food or the movie at this point. But again, it goes to the fact that visual experiences, movies, TV shows, whatever goes well with food.
1: Yes, although probably not from a nutritionist's standpoint, I think you're not supposed to eat while you're watching, right? And it's like mindless eating and you don't really know how much you're eating. But yes, the rest of us do like to do both together sometimes.
0: Well, we will have to. I put that one on a shelf. I don't think we want to get into (laughs) the nutrition of food while we're talking about TV series. Anything else that you're following this week?
1: Um, I think that in Israel, you tell me, because you often pay even better attention to uh, the news than I do. I think we have a new attorney general here in Israel. Did you You, see anything about that?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen. I saw that she was uh, officially presented the other day. I don't know anything about her, um, but uh, her name is Gali Baharav Mirari Mirara Myra. She takes office, so it was, it was a little bit of a, a surprise because many people uh, aren't familiar with her. So we'll have to find out more about her and, and share that as well. Um, news out of Israel this week has uh, been all over the place. Uh, I'm not sure I want to get into some of the. The details of it, um, but people are more than welcome to follow the news on any of one of their favorite news sources. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, COVID is kind of winding down and people are starting to plan trips to Israel. So I think tourism should start to pick up in Israel. I'm, I'm excited about that for folks. I don't currently have a trip planned. Um, I know you put off multiple trips coming to the States. Uh, any of those back on the schedule,
1: uh, yeah, we did uh, cancel two different trips, um, and we haven't made formal plans, but we do have hopes to come to the states this summer. We have yet another family wedding. We missed one, but there's another one. Um, so I hope that uh, that in August we'll make it to the states. Yeah,
0: I hope to make it to Israel. In- see you and the family and do as we talked about before a live podcast uh um, we're still here (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm glad you're still there so um well I want to thank everybody for listening today to Israel rebound it's our podcast where we want to bring exciting current events issues to people who are interested Liz thank you very much for your time today and your insight we will post the research paper that you referenced in any other articles Uh, when we post this podcast. So thank you all for listening.
1: And Liz, thank you and have a, a great week. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, everybody.